Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Brendan Escott with you for the second hour of Oilers Now. Brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software, and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All devices managed at digitex.ca. Keep those texts coming at 630-630. That's the Heartland Ford text line. With over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory, they are one of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. Pleased to be joined in studio here at 630 Chad by Reed Wilkins, who's coming off a nice lengthy vacation. Reed, you got to shake the rust off, do you? No rust, baby. Just dive right back in. I'm fine. How was your trip? You were back in Ontario for a bit? I was. It's been an excellent, excellent break. Thank you for asking. And did you get some golf in? I golfed yesterday for just the second time this year. I golfed the third week of April. Mm -hmm. And then the last week of April, before I went away, that was the day there was snow on the ground every morning. So I did not golf that week. I was able to play yesterday. Did you keep it to double digits? Yes, I did. Good. I usually do now, most of the time. That was that was my goal about three years ago, to break 100 more often than not, and I, I do achieve that. So that's good. See, I, as I say, I've gone from terrible to horrible as a golfer. That's a pretty big step up. Uh, Oilers players likely getting some golf in right now while their general manager continues to, to put his stamp on this franchise. You haven't missed much, but uh, Craig McTavish leaving uh, yesterday and um, as evidenced in Jim Matheson's column in the Edmonton Sun today, it was in fact McTee's decision to take that offer in, uh, in the KHL. Uh, what do you think about his departure from the franchise here? Well, I, I think that you know, and this is evidence of that. If he had to pick one job in hockey, once you your your playing days are left behind, I I think that would be coach. I mean, he coached the Oilers for nine seasons. I, I think he did a pretty good job as Oilers coach. Uh, I mean, I think you. I mean, sure they had Rollison and Pronger in two thousand and six, but I think some good coaching figured into that as well. I think a lot of years. He didn't have uh, as as mighty of, of bullets in the chamber as some other coaches, and mm-hmm. and the Oilers still played pretty hard most of the time, and were a pretty well coached team. Uh, he did some commentary. He went and coached in the AHL with the Chicago Wolves. You know, he's been in management with the Oilers for a few years, and and now he's going back to coach again. So I I think that that's how he sees himself. That's how he's most comfortable. That's probably what he's most passionate about. And uh, he obviously felt he wasn't done and he wants to take a few more steps down that road. So I think, I think good for him. And I mean, you know, the KHL's the second best pro league in the world now. So he's still doing this at a, at, at a pretty high level. And Craig's, uh, you know, he's an interesting guy. He, I, I think he's a pretty intelligent guy. I think he is one of those people that seeks out different experiences and, and wants to be well-rounded and and 
I, I you know I don't think he wants to say, well, what if I'd done that? What if I'd done this? I think he wants to get out there and do it. So so good for him for the opportunity. And obviously there was a lot of speculation. Will some of the people in the front office be retained by Ken Holland? Well, I guess we'll never know now what Ken Holland was going to do because McTavish has, has decided to go coach in the KHL. That's right. And uh, that was the last line in that uh, that answer to Jim Matheson was that uh, Holland said he didn't even get a chance to, to find out if, if McTavish was going to have a role here. Um, one resounding thing on the text line has been that uh, despite what may, it may have been time for McTavish to move on, but you can't argue that he's, he's a good person, right, and, and a good uh, community figure here. So uh, that uh, is definitely a mark he's left on this city. Brian Burke suggested to me, Reed, that that's not the last domino to fall in the old boys club here in Edmonton. Um, maybe paving the way for, for Kevin Lowe's departure. I'm, I'm not really sure exactly what he meant by that, but uh, would it surprise you to see other names start to come out of the front office here in Edmonton? No, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I mean, first of all, Ken Holland has people in Detroit, many, many of which are rumored to possibly be following him. Uh, I think, I, I mean, look, we're all aware of the Oilers' record. <laughs> over the now, there's been a lot of different. It hasn't been the same people in every job that whole time, right? I mean, there's been a lot of people associated with this decade plus of darkness or whatever we call it now. Um, but I, I think that Holland is aware that you have to change things. That that he's going to want his own people around him. That who he is comfortable with, and I think he's aware that the fan base and the season ticket buyers want change as well. Now, I'm not saying you come in and, and slash everybody just for the sake of slashing it. And even, you know, even that phrase, um, you know, you got to clean house. Well, even that can take a while. You can't just come in and clean house and then have no employees. I mean, you, you got to do it with a bit of a bit of a measured approach. But I, I mean, sure, I, I, obviously, you know, obviously a name like Scott Housen comes to mind. What What is going to happen with him? He was with the Oilers. He went to Columbus and and he came back, right? So that's where the whole old boys club criticism comes in. As you know, it's one thing that to have people who have been with the organization or maybe were ex players. I mean, team teams have that. But if someone was somewhere else and then was let go from that job, why are these people brought back, right? So I think Hall that that's probably would be a name at the at the top at the top of my list that that you would look at. Or, or is there some sort of, um, you know, some type of restructuring that goes on? I mean, Bob Nicholson and I was at a couple of those season seat holder breakfasts, and I wasn't at the Toby Reader one, but I was at a couple of breakfasts where where Nicholson talked about that, and and you know he described Kevin Lowe, you know, as as an ambassador type, right? And and, and that's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having ex players doing that in the community. Um, you know, with, with Holland, I think he's probably just you know going to want to clarify that, make sure everybody knows what their role is, that they're staying in their lane when they're when they're doing the, when they're doing their job, or that their responsibilities are their responsibilities, that they're doing that, and, and they're not creeping over into other things. And there's you know there's a chance that that has been the case. Uh, it's public perception would lead those to believe that. Um, they aren't staying in their lane and that that was the downfall of the old boys club it, as publicly you know talked about and what have you but uh probably not a bad idea for holland to even come out and, and like you suggested just say this is how it's going to shake down and honestly reed i don't think he would have taken the job unless that's exactly how he was going to run this this is his ship and and he's not going to to 
leave Detroit, where he had spent his entire career, for this unless he knew he had full control? Well, yes, of course. And that's, and again, that's the advantage of hiring somebody with experience. And I, and I get that you can, I, I get all the criticisms that are coming about Hall and how did Detroit do the last four or five years? What about some of those contracts? Fair enough. But if he wants to do something, he's going to do it. He knows how to execute that. He he wants the people around him who can help him execute that. So, you know, hopefully, yeah, I, you know, he's going to do that. He's that that's what he's that's what he's coming here to do. He's not coming here to to dance around and see how many toes he can avoid stepping on. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's here to win. And the the his age isn't a, isn't a factor to me. I mean, is the older I the older I get, <laughs> the less I see. You know, people in their in their sixties or or whatever as as people who are incapable of doing jobs, Lamarillo, Rutherford. I right. mean, they they've been doing fine in their positions. Uh, so the next thing that we're keeping an eye out for here, obviously, is the vacant head coaching position. It's been suggested to me that we might see this happen as soon as next week. Uh, Dave Tippett has been probably the most talked about amongst the NHL people that I've talked to. The fan base seems to really like what Todd Nelson brings to the table. Um, to me, you can't really go wrong with either one of those based on the reviews that I've heard about Nelson and based on the resume of Dave Tippett, who... Uh, who He's with. Uh, he's an advisor right now with the Seattle expansion franchise, but you know he's been a longtime NHL head coach. Uh, done some stuff with Hockey Canada as well. Probably a good fit there for Tippett if, if they want to take the direction of not having the experiment of of a new NHL head coach, right? Well, Holland has a lot of experience, so if you want a coach with a lot of experience, then Tippett's the best one available, right? Um, I like Todd Nelson a lot. I, I think he hopefully has been or will be spoken to. I, I know Holland, uh, when was it, about a week ago you guys had him on, and he said he's he's got a list, but he's probably not going to interview everybody on the list. Right. But I, I think that, I mean, look, the Oilers are, th- this is a v- relatively similar situation to four years ago, with the exception of having won the draft lottery and know, and knowing you're getting McDavid. But, you know, again, you've got years of disappointment. You've got fed-up fans. You've got the players who have been here a long time sick of not playing postseason games. So now you've hired um, a very experienced general manager with overall a very impressive resume. I mean, right. even if people want to pick apart the last four or five years, that's a that's a, that's a heck of a a heck of a job Holland did overall in Detroit. So you have him coming in. So I think you want to eliminate as many variables as possible. And with Dave Tippett as a head coach, you know what you're going to get, and you know you have a history of a guy who is very highly thought of as a coach. Uh, I think Todd Nelson is very highly thought of as a coach. There's a couple guys who would have played for him a bit, certainly, you know, Nugent Hopkins being the, the biggest name that, that pops to mind. But, you know, I, I think that if you're, if you're Ken Holland, how, how do I put this? You don't, you don't want let, to, let's say the Oilers start the season poorly. Worst night, nightmare case scenario for everybody. They start the season poorly. I don't think he wants to be thinking, oh, geez, maybe it's coaching. 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he wants absolutely. to know, I know the job Tippett is doing. I know he's done it in other places. So I, I, I know he's doing fine. So it's 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 other things that, that I got to look at, right? Whereas if you hire a first-time coach and things start poorly, then are you sitting there thinking, oh, wait, is it, is it him? Did I give this guy too much too soon? Was it too hard to throw him into the, the broiler that is that is Edmonton? Now, with no, 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 Nelson knows what it's like. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Todd's a smart guy. He's, he's, he's a good coach. I, 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 I'd be fine with Todd Nelson coaching the Edmonton Oilers, but I just think if it came down to those two names, I, I think you have to lean towards Tippett because of the experience angle. Now, uh, this is a great text here from Steve in Edmonton. Uh, just a thought. What if Holland hires Tippett to, say, a two- or three-year deal and has someone like Chris Knobloch, or you could even put Todd Nelson in that role if you'd like, uh, as an assistant and then takes the reins over from Tippett? Now, two things are going to need to happen there. Tippett's going to have to be okay without a long-term deal. I don't necessarily know that that would be the case, but... If it if it does come down to that, that's not a bad idea. And then you could plug and play a few different assistant coaches, and maybe Gullitson takes over that. Maybe Jay Woodcroft takes over after a tippet rain. But um, to your point, Reed, I think what you're saying is that Ken Holland wants the stability, and that's was uh, uh, his buzzword when he in his introductory right. press conference. Well, and you know that I I understand what that uh, was. It Steve, Steve texting in. Yeah. Excellent idea. I understand what he's saying. I guess the counter to that would... I mean, I think if... So Holland's got a five-year deal. I would think a coach, if it's Tippett especially, is getting at least four, maybe five. Right. Four years ago, both Shirelli and McClellan got five. Right? So you'd think it's going to be the same length or pretty close. Uh, and, and I don't know. if I, I guess I would ask Steve, Steve this. If, if he was a coach with the resume of Dave Tippett... Would he want to start a new job agreeing to a, a, a succession plan already? That, okay, we're going to, we, you're, like, you're right. coaching the team, but you're also grooming this guy to be the next coach because he's popular in the market? Like, t- to me, that's not, <laughs> that's not stability. That, I, I don't know if that's the, the, the best type of environment. Like, like I get it. And, 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 if, and then, so even if you make somebody an associate coach, and then a year from now, somebody says, well, we, we want this guy to be the head coach. I mean, you can't stop him from going, right? I think Tippett's only about 57 off the top of my head. So, yeah, he's got plenty of tread left on his tires, I would think. Uh, uh, the, the other thing is going to be because he's directly involved in Seattle is that maybe he wants to take that direction instead. So the Oilers uh, might have to do some luring in that regard. Um, it's frustrating because it is all speculation at this point. Uh, like I uh, like I mentioned, it's been suggested to me that next week may be when that shoe yeah, drops. He'll be 58 when the season starts. There you Turns go. 58 in August. Um, other news around the NHL. I don't know if you've been closely following the game while you've been off, but uh, video review becoming oh. hot. Well, buzz. look, just let the let the referees review a play if they want to review it. Right. Or let and and this is this is my whole issue with what they've decided to do with video review. Goal line technology, fine. If most of the the large majority of the time, the replay will tell you whether or not the puck crossed the line. I know when McDavid's was it his rookie season? Yeah, because it was still in the old building. The the puck was in under Jonathan Quick's glove, and and they couldn't. Con- every once in a while, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, the goal, the large large majority of the time, the goal line technology works. The offside review, I hate. I understand it's a black or white call. Either it's offside or it's not. There's no judgment involved. If you can see it, you have to call it. But we're calling off goals that 
would stand would have stood before the video review was brought in and no one would have even thought that maybe they were an inch offside the goalie interference is not black or white with the challenge if anything it's made things worse i think so i i really think the nhl needs to needs to reclassify what's reviewable and what isn't and 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 maybe it's as simple as saying maybe it's as simple as doing this maybe they leave everything the way it is for the first 59 minutes of the game and then they say that in the because right now the coaches can't challenge right in the last minute and in overtime right right so maybe it's as simple as saying in the last minute of the third period and in overtime regular season and playoffs we can review anything we want that is either A, leads to a, a major penalty. Now, this might have not fixed the Vegas-San Jose situation, but that leads to a major penalty or that leads to a goal. Anything. So if it's in the last minute of the third period or if it's, if it's in overtime, the NHL can call down about absolutely anything. Offside, hand pass, high stick, goal interference, net on or off, anything. And maybe they just have to make it that way. So, because let's face it, as as much as a, a, a mistake or a blown call early in the game can affect the outcome of the game and the tone of the game, it's not going to get the the attention that it will when it's late in the game or in the third period. I mean, if that hand pass happens five minutes into the game to put San Jose up one nothing and they and they win by a goal, sure, it's it's going to be talked about. But you're also going to say, well there was 55 minutes left in the game and dozens of things happened after when it when it happens in overtime and there's no doubt that it that caused the end of the game it's going to be picked up so so maybe that's what they do they just say you know or they or they say last five minutes or whatever but they say end of the game overtime we can review whatever we want if it's about a goal or led to a goal Texter in Edmonton here says, uh, "What about a fifth off ice official, like they do in soccer with the video assistant referee?" That has That's not my a bad vote. idea. That has my vote absolutely. Um, just with the ability to have somebody with the authority to call down to the ice level and say, "Hey, no, you can't tell me they don't have the technology to figure this out," but they are absolutely going to have to reclassify when they're able to interject. Right. And, that and way. you know what? It's never going to be perfect. I mean, forty years from now, we're we're still going to be talking about this. We're still going to be talking about calls that are missed, human error, of mm-hmm. of course. But because the NHL has, well, every league, because there's now video review. Now we can say, well, if the review... I mean, if the NHL just didn't have video review at all, if they decided to heck with it, we're not using it, and a play like that happened, then I, I, I think people would be less upset. Right. Because it'd be like, well, stuff gets missed all the time. You, you know, refs had one chance to make the call, and they didn't. Just like sometimes a player has one shot to end a game, and he either makes it or misses. But be, because the, the box is open on video review... Now they got to redefine what goes into that box because there's clearly some things that belong in the box. Pandora's box was opened when they went into this video review in the first place. That's from the mouth of Gary Bettman, so he was almost prophetic in knowing what they were getting into. Reed, welcome back. Thanks so much for spending some time today. Yes, my pleasure, buddy. You're doing a great job. Thank you very much. We'll press pause here on Oilers Now. Back with a couple of your texts. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Always a pleasure to chat with Reed Wilkins in studio. Brendan Escott driving you home here on the Friday edition of Oilers Now. Got big plans for this uh, holiday weekend or what? I don't. I'll be playing golf though. That'll be fun. 
Text line is revved back up with the conversations about uh, the video review in the league as uh, as it has all week long. Um, there is a rule, says Brian, where uh, they can 38.4. There is a rule where they can use it to help calls. It's just they're too brain dead. <laughs> uh, well, listen, whoever drafted these rules in the first place obviously couldn't forecast this kind of thing. This is unprecedented as Elliot mentioned earlier on in the show. They don't know how to deal with a hand pass that leads to a direct overtime winning goal because it's never happened where they've blown that call before. Simple as that. And it is the video review that's going to have to change because you can't just swap out a whole fleet of referees. It doesn't work like that. There's not a better group of referees sitting on standby right now. The league, it, the onus is on them to step in and figure this out. And uh, and we, any juncture of the game, it, it's frustrating and it makes the headlines because that happened in overtime. But if that happens in the third period or the, even the second period and ties the game at four, to me, it is as much of an issue. Wood in Edmonton says, does Tippett have less of a shelf life than a guy like Nelson in today's NHL? Uh, well, that's going to be the argument for those who, who want to see Todd Nelson here in Edmonton, is that Tippett, uh, Tippett has been around for a long time. He is getting up there in age, but as Reed suggested, age doesn't necessarily mean a lack of ability. Simply put. So... I don't know how, how well I can answer that question. Obviously, you'd like somebody like Nelson to step in here and have a nine-year run. That's the perfect scenario. It's not the realistic scenario all the time. And how much of a gamble, if you're Ken Holland, are you willing to take? We'll find out, uh, again, perhaps as soon as next week. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.